previously on my best friend's journal. Thanksgiving. Oh, this is Thanksgiving. So you're mm. still bitching even though it's a holiday. <laughs> I hosted it in uh, New York City. My mom and sister were fucking toddlers. My mom was like, water. <laughs> Bring my sister over some coffee. She's like, oh, cream. <laughs> we got in an Uber with this guy who was like inexplicably deep Southern because Indiana is not the South, but like deep Southern accent. I did touch his dick. <laughs> In what context? Um, <laughs> we were having a night out in Philly, uh, but you know me, so I was like, all right, touched it. That's good enough. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> um, Thanksgiving in when I lived in Korea was, it was really fun, but also it made me miss home like worse mm -hmm. than anything. And so there was always this big, huge pitch in and everyone just make their favorite thing and uh, everyone That's would pitch fun. in money for the turkey. And it was just a real community effort. You know, a if you wanted- Friendsgiving is great. Yeah, if you wanted it to be good and taste like home, you had to go to great lengths. I am now in the mood for Thanksgiving food. Can we get that somewhere? <gasps> Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Bigger Oprah's favorite podcast. Hello. Hello. Welcome to my best friend's journal. I'm Cam. And I'm Mike. And this is our podcast. That was a little backwards. It, what? You sound a little Southern. Do well, I? Backwards. <laughs> not on purpose. It's from, you're not even from the South. I don't know where you're getting that from. Um, I don't know. I do have uh, a grandma who speaks with a very thick Kentucky accent. So sometimes uh, maybe I just acquire that. I grew a up mammy. What's like a Southern term for a grandma? She's my mamaw. My mamaw. That's it. Yeah. Your little accent sounds like my GPS this morning. I was driving to your house. I put in your address, which is 609. Michael. <laughs> Wait. Uh, I was about to call you by your full name. I don't think I know your middle name. Continue what you're saying and then tell me your middle name. That's insane. You don't know my middle name. <laughs> it is insane. How have we gotten this I know far? yours. And I, Michael. Well, yeah, it's easy for you to remember, you narcissist. Actually, <laughs> I was going to say fuck you, but you know what? You're right. Um, I thought about this last week when you were on the phone with the airline fighting for something. Um, and you said your middle name. I was like, Cameron Michaels, the drag queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I know. The drag queen? You're I was like, stunned. blank stare. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Cameron Michaels, the Barbie, or the bodybuilder Barbie. The Barbara of Seville. Hmm. <laughs> the Barbara of Seville. <laughs> That's a good drag name. Uh, not nearly as good as Pee Pee Buffet. Pee Pee Buffet is the absolute best. Uh, I workshopped and a nice whole spit, but <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't, it's not quite there. We get the idea, but... Why does a Southern accent remind you of a GPS? Oh, we have gone so far off the rails already. Uh, because the street I had to turn on to get to your house is Hamlin, and she calls it Hamlin, which is how you might say Britney Spears' little sister's name, <laughs> Jamie Lynn. Wait, does she not normally speak in a Southern accent? No, this is new today. Oh, I mean, she she was on vacation, so she picked it up. <laughs> she was spending some time with her mamaw. <laughs> mamaw. Um. So, do you want to wager a guess at my middle name? Um. A guess. I'm going to say Michael Scott. No. Ew. How? <laughs> He's um, a beloved I'll, character. I'll give you a clue. It is a, um, there's like a thing to it. I was made fun of growing up for it. It is uh, gender neutral, but those in America would probably argue that it's a feminine name. Okay. Um, Latrice. <laughs> Very common. Yeah. No, I get, people think that a lot. It's not Latrice. Uh, <laughs> people think that a lot. Michael getting, Latrice. <laughs> getting latrice from you <laughs> i share this name with a woman who starred in chicago and she's currently starring as judy garland and she's also bridget jones mm, uh yes michael zellweger <laughs> <laughs> yes zellweger you fucking idiot renee. <laughs> renee yeah okay i i do now remember that from a long time ago but it was not front of mind yes it's michael renee but with one e um with a what's the exante goo exante goo now oh. you've inspired me to talk french the rest of this episode Sorry. I'm gonna light the studio on fire. That's that's my least favorite accent. Literally you do. cutting off your nose despite your face. face. Yeah, yeah, it's your house, so <laughs> it's P 
Peter's going to be pretty upset. <laughs> He's not going to love it. You're right. Uh, okay, Michael Renee, I'm going to start calling you that. Why don't you uh, just go by that? It's a good stage name. I actually thought about that. My, my dad always, always used to say that. He said he thought about that when he named me, but I don't really know about that. They, I was named for my parents' like, friend, one of their good friends at the time, who I have never met and they don't seem to remember much about now. So you know, third child, middle name, not that important, huh? Well, when you join SAG-AFTRA, I think that it should be... That should be your name. My equity name's already Wessels. I Does it have to be the same for both unions? No, but how confusing would that be? It'd be great. You'd be someone completely different on screen. Um, but yeah, it's easier to see. Renee is like, I don't know, it's a little cheeker, but I think it's a little bougier than I am, to be honest. Okay, well, I do feel like when the time comes for you to join sag after the, bougie the podcasting is, guild <laughs> yeah, the podcasting guild, but you're going to want to lean into the bouge. So Lean into the bouge. Yeah, for sure. Just go with it. Sounds um, filthy. You know, you said... Your parents don't really remember that friend. Um, my mother-in-law was telling me recently that um, the people that were in their wedding, you know, they don't necessarily even keep up with those people anymore, that they've made a lot of their um, their dearest lifelong mm-hmm. friends like later in life. And it's kind of weird to think about because we go home for the holidays and we hang out with all these friends, like th- these family friends that I know very well from, you know, from years of being with Peter. Um, but they are, they're like family. And, mm-hmm. and I think of my friends now as like the people that are going to be family. And I like to think they will be, but they're, I will probably gain more dear friends as, as time goes on. It's weird to think that some of my best friends at the end of my life maybe haven't even come into my life yet. Wow. Isn't that strange? That's strange and exciting. And that's a really nice positive cam spin on it. <laughs> For the negative pessimistic mic spin, <laughs> this morning I was as I was driving here, I was thinking, I haven't like made friends in a long time. I used to make groups of friends at a time quickly and yeah. hard and fast and then move on. And it's been a while. And I was thinking about anyone that has come up in this podcast. And I'm like, oh, all those people are my cemented friends. They are now part of my narrative. And it feels really hard to break in there at this point. I feel like I've kind of put a wall up. Not, not a... <laughs> It's gotten a little harder to become my friend. <laughs> yeah, well, people say that as you get older, that happens more and more because um, you really you realize that you only have a capacity for a certain number of relationships. Relationships take work. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm think spent. about what's that? I'm spent. Yeah. I mean, it, how hard is it to keep up with? Um, I mean, the Kardashians. Mm hmm. How hard is it? Keep... I don't watch that. Neither does Cam. I don't know why I brought that up. I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> You've made friends all over the world. Uh, you've lived in a lot of places. We both have lived in a lot of places and made friends there. And it's really hard to maintain those relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ones that uh, that you do end up maintaining are, um, it, it's kind of a, a big ask, you know? So like saying, letting someone else in, knowing that you're going to have to put more energy into that relationship as time goes on. It's just the more relationships you have, the more time goes past. You're less and less willing to do that. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's just kind of the, it's the human condition. <laughs> it's how things work. So, so a John Bellion album. It's so good. Check that out. What is the human condition? Oh, that's what it's called. It's great. Great. Um, there's too many great people in my life to let them slip by, but now because of them taking up all my damn effort and time, that sounds so hateful. I don't have room for anyone else. <laughs> um, would you say that you are thankful for the people in your life? It's Thanksgiving, bitch. We haven't even mentioned it, it is. yet. I was going to say that to you. It's, <laughs> how many minutes are we in? Ten-ish. Uh, so after the edit, we're 30 seconds in. <laughs> and we haven't even mentioned it yet. Happy Mike, Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for your heavy hand with the <laughs> podcast edit. It really trims this shit down. There's so much I hear. I'm like, nope, nope, you're an idiot. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, he's talking to me when he says this thing. <laughs> Are you okay? So we're recording this uh, about a week before Thanksgiving, but are you excited for the holiday? I am. I am going to be on the compound, as I call it. Uh, <laughs> Michaela's family all lives in close proximity, and we're going to have a lovely Thanksgiving. And we all have the same kind of dietary situation and a lot of similar beliefs, which leads to a very fun, easy Thanksgiving because you know Thanksgivings are usually plagued by drama. <laughs> yeah, uh, you. I mean, this is your adopted family, um, mm-hmm. and spending the holidays with them that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, everyone that lives on the compound is a vegan, so you guys. Uh, although the compound sounds very culty, it's it not. Does. It's just it's the way it worked out. I like it though. I like I, I like the idea of you <laughs> living on a a vegan commune. I mean, you guys, you grow pot. <laughs> <laughs> you do legally i i don't but yes yeah. there's pot grown there <laughs> i auto right i just smoke it <laughs> just like stealing it in the night <laughs> creeping over to the garden um isn't your sister gonna join you she's not a vegan though right no and therefore she won't miss bitch <gasps> she... i thought 
thought she was going to. No, it's not totally about this. She's other plans came up, but when we were talking about her perhaps joining for Thanksgiving, she's like, "Can I bring a turkey?" And I was like, "No, you cannot." Um, and, I mean, that's that's balls. Like trotting yeah. up with a turkey for yourself at a household of vegans to like ten vegans, which is insane. And I was like, "No, um, but don't worry. There's going to be like plenty of delicious food. You will not miss it." And we're gonna this. It's not about the turkey to me. Obviously, I'm vegan, so I'm biased. But I, I think a lot would agree. It's about the turkey to very few people. Yeah. Like, no, it's no one's favorite, even meat. Um, but Turkey is a vehicle for gravy, mashed potatoes, and stuffing. Yeah, and it smells really good when it cooks. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I get that. But she, I was like, no. And she had a very hard time with that. She was like, even <laughs> just like a little one. I was like, no, bring wine. Bring a pie. There's a million things you can bring. The idea of someone bringing a turkey is actually hilarious to me. what does that look like <laughs> that's so funny it bring, <laughs> just like, like throw it in a backpack <laughs> oh my god i love that because you know everyone brings a pie or a wine like those are the easy things to bring <laughs> to bring what many would consider to be the main dish especially for my sister as a complete outsider to this group to uh-huh. be like the stranger that nobody knows and bring bring the meal here i brought a 20 pound shirt <laughs> <laughs> oh is it just me okay well oh it's it's a really funny like uh, thing to imagine someone trotting up to the front door with this big ass turkey trotting well done the turkey trot i uh had this same debate with her christmas a few years ago i talked about hosting them and how i was waiting them hand and foot and i was i made a vegan christmas for us and my sister was furious about it and brought lobsters and i just like i couldn't fight it anymore i was like do your thing whatever so she made stuff for her and my mom and uh that was okay because it was my apartment it was just us sure but i will how embarrassing would that be for me if my fo- I I'm like here's my sister everyone and she brings a fucking turkey. <laughs> there is a pretty funny family memory about turkey specifically at Thanksgiving. Um, obviously, most Thanksgivings have a turkey, and one year my uh, my grandma was hosting, and she didn't tell everyone that um, that she was not going to do traditional turkey. And we all roll up like ready for you know the traditional meal. Um, we had all, you know every family has all their traditions about what they eat, and we were all so excited for it. Talked about it for forever. And my grandma pulls this turkey loaf out of the oven. She had bought like a like a processed turkey loaf, like and, and baked <laughs> mm. it. <laughs> and it, it was like meatloaf, you know, pretty uh-huh. much, but turkey. Well, and I think she had made like a couple of them. And we were all like what the fuck is this? Just Aww. staring at it. And she proceeded to like, be like, Oh, I found this, this great thing. I think she used the word extruded. And she was like, it like, all, like it was so unappetizing, but to her, it was like the easy way to make Turkey instead of going to all that fuss, you is know, extruded but ever a nice word for anything. Never, 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 okay, never. Cool, and cool. all of us thought, you know, like the point of Thanksgiving is to go to fuss, like to, to, to put a bunch of effort into to go the, to fuss, to go to fuss. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. Oh, but, I thought that was like a Southern uh, Indiana thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> Indiana is not the South. <laughs> I know, it's a, it's a joke. Uh-huh. I know, I know. Um, I'm so funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we were all like really pissed and disappointed in Thanksgiving dinner that year, and now it's just a, a big family joke. Everyone always talks about oh, the your poor grandma though. What I mean, poor grandma, but like an able-bodied woman who just decided she didn't like. She's big on tradition. My entire family's big on tradition. She was gonna host Thanksgiving that year mm-hmm. and said she was gonna cook the turkey and proceeded to serve store-bought turkey loaf that is not a poor grandma situation that is a lazy grandma situation no, I just been poor grandma y'all making fun of her she she tried she uh, just made up she made a misstep she yeah i mean i guess she tried <laughs> <laughs> she hosted many thanksgivings after that and probably still does to this day i don't know i don't do that with my family anymore but uh i don't think she's ever allowed to be in charge of the turkey um have you seen those things i think it was going around last year my sister did it to my mom where kids text their parents when they're not at thanksgiving um ridiculous things about how to prepare a turkey uh-huh my mom fell forward hard my sister texted her um mom just getting ready to microwave the turkey <laughs> uh you think 20 minutes will be enough and my mom was like she read it my brother was there she was like i don't think tara knows what she's doing oh and that's amazing my it took like a few minutes for my brother to be like mom she's fucking with you <laughs> The microwaving the turkey is so funny to me. How awful. When we had our place up in Mammoth and we were, uh, when we bought it, it was completely furnished. Like vacation homes up there are usually sold furnished. And so mm-hmm. it was like a time capsule. We were going through the cabinets, uh, you know, and there was all this old shit in there. There was a, like a Vietnam era first aid kit under the, <laughs> under the sink. Like none of that's good anymore. <laughs> there were all these canned goods from like the eighties, like well past. It was like doomsday prepping up in there. Like spam. Uh, and then we had in one cabinet all these old cookbooks and there are these cookbooks from like 
I think the 70s, I want to say 60s, but probably 70s, back when microwaves were first coming out. Oh, yeah. And people were like, they thought it was a replacement for an oven. Yeah. And so there was like poached fish in your microwave <gasps> how to cook a full chicken in your microwave oh my god all these recipes i took a bunch of pictures because they were so funny and then i threw the books away because i mean i'm not one for ephemera but it Eph- was Eph- can I say it again ephemera we're doing a new segment um and I'm, i need to make a little theme for all your words that mike doesn't know give me it one more time and give me a definition <clears throat> ephemera it's like uh nostalgic things from a time gone by beautiful and thank god you're literate one of us <laughs> but it was it was just so funny the idea like cooking a full it was baking casseroles in the microwave it was like set it on 50 percent and let it cook for 30 minutes yikes <laughs> yikes is right also i mean that can't be good for you no just zaps all the nutrients out and replaces it with radiation that's science right bro science uh. <laughs> um so I know that you're doing Thanksgiving with your adopted family this year, but are you going to miss not doing it with your fan? It's more kind of a Friendsgiving. Is that okay with you? Um, I actually haven't done it with my uh, immediate family in a long time uh, between cruise ships and traveling or whatever. Thanksgiving always kind of got the, it was the first holiday to go, which is a good segue into Christmas. Now I'm like really unsentimental about those things. Uh-huh. So no, it's not going to be hard. I honestly prefer a Friendsgiving, which I think is probably a popular opinion. Yeah. Family Thanksgiving always comes with, drama no matter where you are in your life or what's happening mm-hmm. i remember we were when we were little like we would my family my dad's side of the family is where we'd always go for thanksgiving and it was perfectly pleasant and nice and it was always the same and it just felt a little stepford wifey um yeah a little waspy like not talking about any of the stuff that matters just yeah, like sitting we, around being prim and proper type of thing yeah uh which is kind of the opposite of my mom's side which is like gritty but i'll tell you tell you exactly what's in their mind um <laughs> And it's a strange thing. You know, we'd always have some kind of drama in the morning getting ready with one bathroom in our house. Five of us. One bathroom? You had one bathroom growing up? We had one bathroom. Still do. Same one. Still there. (laughs) Decrepit. The same one. No, we got a new one. We just bricked up the old one. (laughs) Like an old bridge. Put the bathroom next to it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Imagine the drama that caused. Anyway, five of us getting ready. So there was always some kind of mess before we went to our family's, our extended family, like an hour away. We'd get in the car and duke it out or whatever then shut up and go see family and put on a happy face uh-huh. and it just is i hate that i get that the want for just like a pleasant simple time but what's it, the value right i don't I, that's okay once in a while maybe but yeah. like i also want some reality i want some humanity which yeah family get, get together should be loud and i think like you know they should be a little rambunctious and yeah. um i don't know annoying <laughs> you know <laughs> everyone you should get annoyed at your racist uncle you should like mm-hmm. you should have a, a sweet moment with your grandma like all those things that you want it should be messy is what i'm trying to say yeah um i will say my grandma's the one who she'll normally speak <laughs> both grandmas both my mom's uh my mom's mom Weibo and my dad's mom are like the most outspoken in the family is my uh-huh. mom's whole side. Like I said, is gritty anyway, so they all copy after Weibo. But my dad's side is not like that. They all my they're more like my grandfather, who's like raised them in the church and a little more quiet and reserved. And my grandma will say some shit, and it's like so interesting and fun to hear her like pop out with that stuff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Really, especially against the backdrop of a Stepford YV family, you know. Yeah. And it, for example, she would say things like, "If the if her kids were taking too long showering, like my aunts and uncles and my dad, uh-huh. when they were younger, she would say, you playing with yourself in there? Hurry up and get out. <laughs> Things like that that would make everyone else like blush and be like, oh, no, no, yeah. we don't have genitals. <laughs> I, I love an outspoken grandma, though. I love a matriarchal family, like where the, the one strong voice is the lady. I just I respond very well to that. Yeah. Um, or the strongest voice is the, is the woman. I wish... I don't know. I wish that was a little more appreciated in that family. I wish that could have broken through somehow and let everyone feel okay to be... Uh, more human as mm-hmm. opposed to whitewashed. Yeah, for sure. I, I personally love a Friendsgiving so much. Um, we, Peter and I, when we moved to the West Coast, we decided we just couldn't travel to the Midwest two months in a row for uh, for holidays. So we obviously chose Christmas. Um, and so for Thanksgiving, I think I've mentioned on here before, but we go to Vegas every year uh, with one of our girlfriends. Uh, sometimes other people come along. Sometimes just the three of us. This year, it's just the three of us. And we have like this will be our fourth year, and we have traditions of our own that we do, and we all order Christmassy pajamas and sit around oh. and uh, drink wine or uh, wine, champagne, and watch the um, Thanksgiving parade. And Christmassy pajamas, huh? 
Okay. That... Yeah. Here's your thing. <laughs> I know how Mike feels about there. There's no culture around Thanksgiving. Is that there is say? no pop culture for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I am desperate for some Thanksgiving pop culture. Uh, well, the the holiday parade or the Thanksgiving Day parade. That's the only that's like it, cultural like, event. I want, and I... it's all Christmas themed. It's all like the acts are yes, all like yes, Christmas they are. themed. The the best we have is Friends does a Thanksgiving episode every year. So like I'll go rewatch those. But like I need that it. is the most dated cultural. They do a Thanksgiving episode every year, quote unquote. They did a they few did. Thanksgiving episodes twenty years ago when it was on the air. My point is, <laughs> as soon as Halloween is over, we jump into Christmas. Halloween has a vast amount of every TV show has Halloween stuff, and then there's TV shows just about it, and there's movies, and there's uh, things to decorate and activities to do. Yeah. Same with Christmas. Overloaded. We skip Thanksgiving, and I get it because I don't know. There's like the three, and we don't necessarily need it. But there's a whole month there where I want, I want like the cozy fall vibe. I'm not ready for Christmas yet, and I'm over Halloween. You don't I, want it to be spooky, but you want to keep up with the fall stuff. You yes. Want like you want like um, butternut squash soup. Yep. And a fire going uh-huh. and fall colors yes. and cornucopias and shit, All but that. without getting into the Christmas realm. I want music. I want Thanksgiving music. And right now, our best fucking bet is Adam Sandler's damn turkey song. Is that a thing? I, I think it's a thing, but it's it's. We're not gonna talk about that anymore. <laughs> No, I don't like. <laughs> He's the fucking worst. Oh, I don't actually don't have a strong opinion about Adam Sandler, but I, uh, yeah. I'm not here to build one. I don't. No, care. no, no. Just like those cheesy old like like uh, comedy musical comedy albums. You know what I mean? Like if I have to hear the Hanukkah song one more time from right. him, like it's all just it's all just kind of tired, is what I'm saying. And that is yes. So that's our option for a Thanksgiving song. I want I want someone to release a freaking Thanksgiving album. Every artist has a Christmas album. Somebody do a Thanksgiving one so I can look forward to that. I I do get it. Although this year because there's such a short amount of time between christmas and thanksgiving i could give a shit about the lack of thanksgiving culture i'm just ready to fucking haul out the holly as they say in mame is that from mame mm-hmm. huh who knew i just know it has a song that's in a lot of christmas movies how's it go all out the holly. Da, 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 again. I have to ask you because um, for all Christmas songs, I pretty much only know the tenor harmony. I sang in like a Christmas choir many years and I instinctively jumped to the harmony. I don't know any Christmas melodies. That's amazing that you remember a harmony from choirs that you sang. Because it's just like it's drilled in. Yeah, it's like muscle memory. Joy to the world, the Lord <laughs> is come. That is Let so upsetting. Let's receive her king. <laughs> Let every heart prevail. Um, We would be remiss to do a Thanksgiving intro and not say what we're thankful for. Mike, what are you thankful for this year? Um, Well, I'm thankful for you, Cam. Oh, you're welcome. I am. uh, I guess it's different than thankful. I'm proud of this little podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful that we were able to commit to it and keep the show going and get some people listening. Yeah, we are very lucky and we should be thankful for the fact that we have a creative outlet to undertake together Mm -hmm. rarely do friends get to do an ongoing creative project and work well together and can stand each other enough to do i know we're still friends we're still friends we enjoy we have conversation that's not on the podcast yeah um i'm really thankful for that and we we get to spend time together every week um i told you recently when we were in palm springs that i feel like my quality of life in california has gone way up since you moved to california and since we started this um it is rare in a town like LA where no one can ever get together that you get to spend weekly time with uh, one of your best friends in the world. So I'm thankful for that this oh, year. Oh, love that. Um, yeah, I, I obviously agree with you because I started the sentence, you <laughs> damn thankful thief. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful that I. it's an excuse to spend time with you. I'm also thankful, like you said, it's a creative outlet. And I was just thinking, like, I want so many things. I want to be a singer. I want to be a writer. I want to be an actor. I want to be a comedian. I want to be a politician. I want it all. You should be all those things. <laughs> The and world is your goddamn oyster. I get an opportunity in the podcast to do a lot of it, which yeah. is very fun. And it's a really nice little blend of all the things we love. I want you to know that the um, politicianship has probably sailed due to this past podcast. Episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't mean politician in the way. I guess I want to be an activist. That's it's different. Oh, that is um, different. And activists can definitely talk about their sex life on a podcast. That's, that's true. fine. Um Yeah, I, I don't know. There's, I want everything. And at least I got to taste a lot of it in the podcast. Don't say taste. Taste. I want to taste my toot hole. <laughs> oh my god! Never say toot hole in a sexual way. I that was is looking for so foul. I wanted alliteration, and I was trying to avoid taint because we so heavily used it recently. So oh. I went with toot hole. Wow, that was foul. Um, you did bring it back to being kind of gay, though. So shall we? Gay, gay, 
Mike, what was the gayest moment of your week? Oh, um, I sent a coworker a message meant for you, which was... (laughs) (laughs) I forgot this happened. We were on like a text thread about covering shifts or whatever, something very work-related. I ended up accidentally sending her, we've talked about this before, text mistakes, they are dire. I sent her a clip of, (laughs) among other things, describing the perfect dick... Merlot and I um, hooked up and he was so cute. I had such a crush on him. He had just the most perfect dick. <laughs> so I got Merlot's dick. And uh, not only that, but I said, can you listen to this? Like, right. I was talking like I was talking to Cam and I was like, I need you to listen to this now and give me some feedback. And she was like, okay. She took it with a grain of salt. She listened. She, listen? she listened to it. Oh. She said, okay, I love it. That's so awesome. How do I do a thumbs up on here? Um, oh my God. It was so sweet. I was like, oh, oh my God. Bless you. Bless you. Uh-huh. Um, I am so sorry. And it took, I like conversed with her for a few texts after this before I realized it wasn't you and was going on about the details of... Oh, Mike, that is really funny, and it, it's a pretty funny game mistake. So at least she she was so gracious about it. How do I do a thumbs up on here? Oh, she's younger than me. Uh, yeah, it sounds like <laughs> somebody else made a damn fucking age comment recently at work. I was like, "How old do you think I am?" She was like, "She was like, I'm, I was in middle school, so you were what, like twenty five? And I was like, <laughs> puts his hands on his hips. <laughs> When I dip, you dip, we dip. And then I did the math, and I was like, you're right. I think I was 25 when you were in middle school, which made it all the worse. But don't point it out. Fuck you. How old do you think I am? My actual age? She was like, I don't know, like 30? I was like, yeah. <laughs> wow, that is that is pretty funny. Cam, what, what was your gayest moment of the week? <laughs> um, my gayest moment of the week would be um, a little romantic fall getaway I had with my husband. We... Uh, drove up to Mammoth Lakes, California, one of our very favorite places in the world. One of your favorite places? <laughs> one of all my favorite places. We're <laughs> talking to the fuggish dog. That's, That's how Cam a, talks to his animals. My dog voice. Uh, I'm not proud of it, but it's just the voice that comes out when I talk to these doggies. Um, no, but we we loaded up the dogs into the Jeep and drove up to... Did you then load up each other? <laughs> God damn it. Walked right into that one. Uh, I'll plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> We had a romantic weekend away. That's all I'm going to say. Did you smash sausages? As nobody says. You ever heard that expression? <laughs> You're really into alliteration today. Yeah. Yeah. We just, uh, we literally just poked the tips together. <laughs> Smashed sausages. It's uh, docking if you're uncut. Mm-hmm. Are you, do you guys have docks? I'm not talking about foreskin <laughs> right now. It's, it's not one, it's not normally a topic that I would shy away from. But it's it, a little personal right now. Well, in this case, we just had a we had a really nice, cozy, romantic weekend away. Um, we also this is super not gay and not uh, at all the point of the segment. But we um, so about a year ago, we lost one of our dogs. Um, I've never talked about him on the podcast. His name was Emmett. He was my boy for about ten years. Um, and um, after he got sick and we had to um, put him to sleep and I had his ashes in my closet for a solid year. Um, and it was so what so your dog came out of the closet. He definitely, <laughs> he definitely came out of the closet. That's gay. That's pretty gay. Um, it's one of those things where you don't just want to like throw it away, but also like I yeah. like ashes. I'm like, what do I do with this? And so I had had it in my head that um, when we went on like a nice hike somewhere, we would just scatter his ashes and kind of like share um, some memories and we did we found this beautiful spot up in um up in mammoth lakes up uh, along this beautiful like deserted lake we had gone on this hike and there was no one else there and it was so quiet and just stunningly gorgeous and so we we did we scattered his ashes and sat uh by the lake and just talked about him for a little while and i got a little emotional and it was it was nice to to remember him if you are a pet Aww. person um you know that it's it's a really really tough thing to lose a pet but it's also um it's a beautiful thing to think about all the wonderful memories that uh, he brought to my life and to Peter's as well. He was a special puppy. I love that dog so much. He was. He was a very special dog. He, um, he went to Korea with you. He went, he went on a diet because he was too fat to fit in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so to bring a dog to Korea, I actually don't think I could I could do it today because um, a lot of airlines have imposed limits on weights of dogs now or like uh, more strict limits than they did. Fergus is calling you fat. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't possibly bring him not the 130 pound shepherd um 
anyway, for Emmett, I had to, um, he had a very strict weight requirement, but him and his carrier couldn't weigh more than I think it was like 70 or 75 pounds and the carrier wasn't going to lose weight. And so he, (laughs) he was like five pounds over, I think. And he wasn't fat by any means. Um, but I took him to the vet. I was like, what can I do? I need to get this dog to Korea. And the vet was like, honestly, just replace half his food with carrots for a month. He'll lose a few pounds and then he'll gain it back just fine. And so poor Emmett, he never cared that much about food until I put him on that diet where he had to eat a lot of carrots. And uh, after that, he was like so protective of his food. (laughs) He was like, don't you dare put me on a diet. (laughs) He never forgave you. (laughs) Poor hungry boy. He never did. Um, He was a, he was a great dog. So anyway, uh, yeah, we had a, a beautiful weekend together. It was really nice to experience the seasons. It was like 60 degrees and sunny during the day and really cold at night. We could light a fire and uh, just sat in, watched a lot of drag race, read a lot. It was awesome. That sounds lovely. Anyway, happy fucking Thanksgiving. <laughs> and let's get to something completely unrelated. My journal. Yeah, let's go from uh, this hopeful, thankful time of the year to the bleak midwinter of... 2014. Yeah, I think the last episode we covered the span of just the 22nd just the 22nd. of January. <laughs> yeah, uh, your sister's birthday, if That's I remember right. correctly. Did you know it's the most depressing day of the year? What? They say that because uh, for a bunch of reasons. One, um, credit cards are due from Christmas spending. Oh. Um, unemployment is high because people are let off from their seasonal jobs. Oh. Uh, the weather is terrible. The day is very short. It's very dark for a long time. It is just generally the worst day of the year. Happy birthday, Tara. Happy fucking birthday, Tara. (laughs) Poor thing. I think my sister told me that fact, but she's not bitter or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can tell. Enjoy your turkey, Tara. Happy Thanksgiving. Here we go. It's turkey, turkey time. Tom Turkey ran away, but he just came home. It's turkey, turkey time. He's really home to stay. Never want to roam. Uh, listen to Becky. Uh, it's al- almost almost a street urchin, so careful. Do street urchin it, as a valley girl. Oh my god, what does a valley girl say? Oh my god, like totally. It's like I'm a girl like totally. <laughs> Are you watching Drag Race UK? I just last night watched caught up um on one episode. I still have to watch Snatch Game. Okay. Oh, it's so good. Oh my god, I'm really enjoying it so much. Yeah, me There's too. only one episode left. Second time I brought up Drag Race this uh, episode already, but I just finished season three. I went back and watched Raja's season. I'm so good. Season three makes fun of me for Friends reference. Hey, uh, for a long time, seasons one through four were available nowhere. Um, and so I've only watched season five to now uh, because I started watching it later. And so now I'm able to go back and get the rest of my education. Fuck off. <laughs> January 23rd. It's not a nice way to start this. <laughs> well, when you give me that look. Okay, it's January 23rd, 2014. Job hunting all day. Freezing out, but walked all over Center City applying. I'm getting a little down on Philly. Not a good time to move. You literally just moved to Philly two weeks ago, so calm down. But I just told you, bleakest time of the year. The 22nd is the like most depressing day, and nobody's hiring, so it is a bad time to move. It's true. Um, I need no excitement already. Sorry, I thought you meant not a good time to... So the way that I read that was, I'm getting a little down on Philly, but it's not a good time to move away. Oh, but no, you, I meant like, wasn't a great time to change cities. Yeah, understood. I need no excitement already. Well, we do know that you are easily bored. I'm insufferable because you gave me excitement. I just want to be bored. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about that last week on the podcast. <laughs> I did. Uh, so glad to be bored again. Um, you are insufferable, but I love you for it. January 24th, you postponed second date with Damien, the nice guy. I postponed it? Yeah. Why? Oh, I I hate that. I think I must have had to because I really liked him. You were self-defeating. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, maybe. Uh, Went to Elvez for restaurant week with two people, M&S. Last week, I said Garcia's was the best Mexican. That is a lie. I think I was confused because it's Elvez that is the best Mexican. Oh, gotcha. And this was restaurant week. Yeah, yeah, Yes. Okay. Um, Is that all that says? Yeah, should it say more? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we had a fucking rager after this. I think <laughs> I like rarely go out and the three of us went nuts. We went to Elvez, we started with a bunch of margaritas and it got got pretty um down and dirty from there. Down and dirty, you say? Well, we like I think we did karaoke, we went to a couple bars, we ended up at an IHOP at like four in the morning, one of those nights. And I'm pretty sure this is the guy, and it's definitely the guy, but I think it's the night when um I think way earlier on, maybe episode two or three, I talked about going out one night and uh 
like being kind of flirtatious with the guy and then like touching the dick and that would be enough. He'd be like, okay, thank you very much. I'll move on from here. (laughs) Enough for me. Uh, Well, that doesn't count um, for the tally for 2014. We're still at zero. Mm -hmm. And I canceled the date with Damien. Uh, My chances aren't looking good. No. Why did I cancel that date? I'm so mad about that. Well, you probably wanted to go out with these friends and maybe touch that dick. Uh, Who knows? Who knows what this idiot was thinking? (laughs) This idiot. Uh, On January 25th, Optimal Gym this morning signed up for more classes than I care about. (laughs) Great. Cool. Smart. (laughs) I know that then and I'm still doing it. Signed up for a lot of shit I'm definitely not going to attend. You went out to dinner with a friend. Damien never responded for date two. Oh, well. Oh. Wah, wah. Because you canceled on him the last time you think that was my fault i I have no idea you also spelled date to date t-o-o better or worse than having hashtags in the journal (laughs) it's been a long time since we've had a hashtag although you do still love an emoji hand-drawn emoji that is obviously january 28th steve's class he told me to go in fuck myself (laughs) 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 he told me to go fuck myself (laughs) No, we told you to go in for Alter Boys, so that's good. Oh, yeah. Just to clarify, Alter Boys is an obscure musical. He wasn't, like, trying to get me to join some weird adult Alter Boy church thing. <laughs> Ooh, horrible date with... I'm really putting myself out there. I have another date? And yeah. I... Um, Horrible date with... Well, because you said it's a horrible date, I'm not going to say his name. But it's a weird name, and it starts with a B. Um, Beyonce, yeah, yeah, she was just not into it. <laughs> Definitely not Beyonce, because I assume she has everything on lock as far as hygiene is concerned. And you said uh, this guy has bad breath and nothing in common. Ooh. There's nothing worse than bad breath, especially on a first date. Yeah, God, what a bad what, first impression. Yeah, that sucks. And if it's a first date, I'm guessing that was probably like it's probably a thing he deals with. Because like, surely he brushed his teeth and put a mint in or something. But it like, must like halitosis, like yeah. an issue. Yeah. That's Yikes. like a huge fear of mine. I'm always telling Peter, like, if I have bad breath, you have to tell me. I brush my teeth constantly. I, I cannot. He's brushing it right now. I used to have a... <laughs> <laughs> um, that's my toothbrushing stuff. Not fully artist. <laughs> Cameron Shepard. I used to have a boss that had a breath issue, um, and you knew that he knew it because he was constantly brushing his teeth, like, after everything he ate. Um, mm. And he, like, had, like, special mouth rinse that he would use. And, I, I mean, it's like a, it's a medical issue, but it's really hard to be near. Especially yeah. when it's like old man mouth. You know what I'm Ooh, talking about? Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with all that extra effort he was putting in, did he... Was it better or did you notice the back I think it was better like right after, but it was like it came right back. It was Oof. like it was like a case of old man mouth for sure. There was a guy in college who was a really nice guy and like got along with, but his, his breath was so bad. It was just like... And everyone knew that about him. I don't know if he knew that. It's a hard thing to deal with. It's not a personality flaw. And if you're like, there's only so much you can do, you know? Yeah, I know. There's... um. I feel- I mean, like you can hold in a fart, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't just constantly hold your breath. Uh, just, uh, just constantly breathing out through. Uh, did you ever make those like a uh, those tubes for smoking pot in college, uh, where you'd put uh, like dryer Laundry, yep. dryer sheets and a and a toilet paper toilet roll. paper roll? Yeah. <laughs> Did those work? Do you think? No, absolutely. Just, just makes it sound like smell like detergent and weed. Yeah, it's a thing like idiot children do. Like no one will know now. <laughs> in college, when we were smoking in like these like rental places or dorms, you know, um, we were also paranoid about getting caught smoking weed, and so we would do that. What did something tube? What do we call it? Huh? We would call it a something tube. I can't remember, but when you would do the toilet paper roll and no dryer sheets. I bet Urban Dictionary knows. I bet they do. Yeah, it's it's called a sploof. Oh, a sploof. Like a spliff, but different. Uh, yeah, it is, to quote Urban Dictionary, a tube filled with dryer sheets used for smoking dank inside Yohize with the rent home. <laughs> Example, yo, blow that shit through the sploof before my rents come up here. Fair. By um, Bongmaster420. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Bongmaster 420. Uh, so yeah, we would always use a sploof. And then also the other common practice was if you'd been to a party where people were smoking weed and your clothes smelled like it, you're supposed to put your clothes in a pile over an air vent before you went to sleep and the circulating air would help it not smell like weeds. Oh. Is that weird? It's like a thing everyone would talk about. Like, oh yeah, yeah, when you go home, put that over a vent and then they won't stink tomorrow. Yeah, I never heard that. Um, College kids worry about the strangest things. Who how cares? do we get here? Smell. Masking smell. Masking smell, yeah. So you're so, suggesting that your 
your boss should walk around with toilet paper roll up his, <laughs> into his mouth. Yeah, every time you exhale, it's through a sploof. Hmm, his breath is fresh, <laughs> like clean laundry. <laughs> smells like a laundromat in your office. Do you think there's anything worse than bad breath for a first date? Like, what's an instant turnoff? Oh, um, just poor hygiene in general. It's yeah? like gross fingernails, body odor, um, bad breath, dirty hair. Uh, yeah, any of that, like unbathedness. You know that smell of um, dirty laundry? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like kind like of a boy weird... dirty laundry. It's like a like like hamper smell. Like it's like weirdly like cloyingly sweet, almost like a gross. I don't think I do know this smell. Um, you would know it. Uh, there is a very specific smell. People, let us know. Um, there's a very specific smell about someone that has like pulled a shirt out of the hamper. Um, I, I I definitely associate it with college because people didn't do laundry enough, and Ugh. so like I would be in class and be like, dude, this fucking frat boy smells like dirty laundry. Ew, kids um, are gross. Kids are fucking gross, especially when they move out of the house for the first time. They don't have their mom. Adult kids. Yeah, nineteen year olds. They're kids. Um, there is a very specific smell. I can't tell you any more than it just smells like dirty laundry. It's like uh, what the middle of a hamper smells like when you need to do laundry. Gross. You also, but you like weird smells. You love smelling your dog's paws. They smell like, like corn chips. Oh. They do. I made you smell them when they smell exactly like Fritos. They do, but that's it's like not, Fritos is one of those things that don't smell nice other than when you're eating Fritos. I know. I'm not saying that, uh, well, I love how dog's paws smell. I think that's, it's precious, but like, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't love the smell of dirty laundry. I just notice the smell of dirty laundry. Smell is a very important sense. Why is it I caught you sniffing my underwear earlier? (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to figure out what smelled like meatloaf. (laughs) You're getting a kick out of yourself, eh? (laughs) I'm getting a kick out of your disgusted silence. (laughs) She's crying. Uh, wait, do you think there's anything worse than bad breath on a first date? Surely, but like, I'm trying to think outside of things you could say, because you could say plenty of oh, things. Oh, yeah, like be... behavioral stuff aside, but just like right. first impression. Oh, a limp handshake. That's awful. I'd rather have a limp handshake than bad breath. For sure. You're right. Is a limp handshake... I've always thought that, too. I always try and do a, a good handshake anytime I'm meeting someone, and I definitely butch it up when I'm meeting a straight person. <laughs> um, a straight. But, a straight. <laughs> What is so wrong about a limp handshake? There's this association with weakness, but like, why? You can have a limp handshake. You can be a strong person with it and have a, a meek little handshake. Where do we get that? Um, I, I guess it's just societal, but I completely abide by it. I, I do too. I, I don't, I, just don't shake my hand if you're going to lay your limp fish hand in my, in my hand. I don't, I don't want to shake that hand. It's a gross feeling to me. You're right. It is probably... Some like weird power struggle based in misogyny, but I, that is a societal norm that I am not bothered to abide by. No, and I do as well, but I, I do wonder, yeah. why do we care? These are things that we should examine. You're right. Um, yeah, but it, that is a bad first impression to me. Yeah. So it, rather it, that than the bad breath. Also from a woman as well. Like, uh, that is, it is not specifically for men. I don't need someone to crush my hand. I don't need a lady to come in and like, you know, do the Donald Trump thing, <sighs> but I do want someone to actually, it, it doesn't even need, need to be hard it just needs to be firm like put a little bit of power into your hand you know what just i mean like intention like intention. i want to be here i want to meet you that is the word i want intention behind a handshake that's okay a, that's i think that's a um if you're if we're going to shake hands if we're going to go that far by to abide by society's standard that we grasp hands when we meet then let's at least have some intention behind it i think we should just switch to sniffing each other's asses like dogs that would make you happy wouldn't it Probably, although no, really I... easy to make a bad first impression <laughs> i would only have bad first impressions <laughs> sometimes you like the a man musk don't you you know what not really really you don't like mm. go ahead <laughs> <laughs> trying to edit myself in real time here uh just that like, say what you were gonna say that, like like someone you're attracted to and you get like you like get down there and sniff their bulge you don't like that <laughs> I think it just takes longer than I usually give someone to start enjoying their like scent. You know what I mean? I don't mean like after the gym, but I mean like, you know, like. It, do you? Th- I feel like you kind of do. You wouldn't do like not. to get your I, nose I, up in a gross grundle after the gym? No, no, no. That, that I do not like that. Some guys really get off on that. It's like a full like, thing. It is a full fetishy thing. Like natural smells. Like come dirty. Ugh. 
grinder profile say that like come dirty like, like go to the gym and then come meet me yikes no that is absolutely not what i mean i just mean like a natural like pheromone smell of like being near someone's uh private bits sure like recently cleaned but still smell like you yeah like yeah, not yeah. cologne yeah and maybe like a little bit um like a little a little tainty like a little bit not damp but like a little bit like not musky I, what i don't mean is from the shower into a pair of underwear and i want to put my nose in there like I, what i mean is like you've you've you're clean but you still smell like a like you've there's a human a little bit there's there's a human element to it yeah it's kind of hot yeah i get what you're saying i think that's pretty pretty common um again i think that's acquired once you kind of love someone in their smell that's one of my it drives Peter nuts because, like, I'll see, like, an Instagram model and, like, in a pair of briefs. I'm like, oh, I want to sniff that bulge. I know. <laughs> you say those kind of things. <laughs> it's hot. I think a lot of people would agree with you. I don't know that I'm one of them. <laughs> you don't want to sniff a bulge of a stranger. I don't not want to sniff a bulge. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange debate about nothing. Maybe we should take applications. Send Mike a pic of your bulge and he'll tell you if he wants to sniff it or not. Do not. That is a request we are going to get responses to and I do not want them. The next day, January 29th, uh, woke up at 9.30 for a 10 o'clock personal training at Optimal. Was great, but now I feel pressure to sign up. (laughs) Obviously. How these things work, bitch. Loved her. The The movie. movie. Um... What's Joaquin face? Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson. It's yeah. so fucking good. Is it? I love her. I've never Blew seen my it. mind. It's one of the like. You've never seen it? No. Basically, without spoiling it or having to watch the whole movie, Joaquin Phoenix falls in love with an OS, um, oh, which is okay. Scarlett Johansson's voice. Uh-huh. And in the not so distant future, OSs are very human, and then and quickly get smarter and smarter. It's just amazing. Cause I'm like that could absolutely happen. People could absolutely fall in love with an OS. Yeah. And it'll be a strange time. I think we'll be alive for that kind of yeah that level of artificial intelligence. Yeah, I think we, I think we're already alive for that. Just a matter uh-huh. of uh, where it's implemented. Yeah. Do you think it'll become a civil rights issue ever? Like your rights, especially if OSs can be programmed into very realistic robots, which doesn't seem too insane to fall in love with an artificial intelligence. Uh, not fall in love with, but or you mean like marry? To marry and, a, yeah. artificial intelligence. It's because they're not human. I, I know that's this is like a, a full. Like We'd have to have a ethics yeah. 101 question. You know, I, I have no idea because there's so much that goes behind it. Like, when does artificial intelligence become not artificial? Yeah. Because when it starts learning, then is that still considered artificial intelligence? If it's based on artificial intelligence, but it's developing like uh, reasoning and developing emotions and things like that, I mean, that's so complicated. I have no idea. I, I, do you think we'll be alive to deal with it? I am terrified of the idea that we will be. Um, that, Although we, that, we may not get there if the world's underwater, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that's, uh, I do see a lot of hope and, you know, there's kind of two schools of thought, I think. Um, I think that everyone says and understands that artificial intelligence is potentially very dangerous mm-hmm. um, because there is so much threat when artificial intelligence uh, becomes smarter than than humans can really comprehend because that's the singularity right yeah i think so yeah yeah, yeah. can you explain that real quick I, i'm pretty sure the singularity is uh when artificial intelligence uh matches the compa- capacity of humans um there's so much hope in that from like science and because like, you think of like just medicine alone um or climate change like yeah. a, a super smart computer can start running scenarios billions of scenarios that we couldn't even comprehend like you know think about when artificial intelligence can think critically about problems it can think of ways to fix problems but then also keep running different solutions and scenarios to actually fix it so that's that's wonderful but then entire our entire society is based on the internet (laughs) and these artificial intelligences run on the internet and security is something that is developed by humans. So when AI gets smarter than the security that we can run, like what does that do to our modern society? We're already in a different world than we were as kids. Sorry, this is, I'm going to get off the rails for a second. I'm finally catching up on euphoria and I'm not going to say anything about it other than there's a scene of two young kids texting each other, like a little childhood crush and they're texting at night. And I'm like, I I didn't have a phone when I was their age. Yeah, Crushes did not work that way when I was little. Uh It's just such a huge difference we've already experienced in technology and humanity. And it's, can't I literally can't fathom what it will be um in another generation yeah 
Any Hooselbees. There she is. It's back. Sorry. Not to put that on a shirt. Any Hooselbees. It's from something. I have to. Well, if, if now now knows it's from that, here. So <laughs> if anyone knows what that's from, please remind me. So uh, you loved her. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Go fucking watch it. Okay. I will. You've convinced me. Um, you have an audition for Plaid tomorrow. Another version of, or another um, production of Plaid. Plaid is the kind of show that if you do once and you know the parts, they're pretty tough. And you often will find people who've done Plaid and then do it 12 more times. And I thought once I did it once, I'm like sick. Now I'll always be able to do Plaid. I'll be an easy fill in for any of these shows. Yeah. I only did Plaid the once. Oh, would you do it again? Absolutely. Oh. So fun. Well, keep your eye on that, those audition pages. Uh, the next day on January 30th, your dad's here. Dad picked me up and went to New Jersey for plot the audition. plot audition. Yeah. He was um, very supportive of my acting career. Um, drove me to all my college auditions. Would, like, would do these kind of things. Once we stood in line for, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned on here, I think I mentioned to you that I was on a reality show with Emma Stone. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> How have we never talked about that before? <laughs> um, say with Emma Stone. I did not meet Emma Stone. I you never met her? No. Oh. Um, reality star Nermits. Tell me there's photos or footage or something from that. Not handily available but i can certainly search okay we have to look for it um i was on a reality competition (laughs) when i was like 14 um it was a remake of the partridge family and there was a show to get the cast i think the show actually never happened the whole show was just the casting it and that was it emma stone won for the female lead in that and that's where she got her start teddy geiger who was a singer songwriter for a little while was on that as well um I was up for neither of their characters. I was up for the Danny Bonaduce part, which is the little redheaded kid. I was like probably the oldest in my group. Like, I don't know. I really wasn't right for that, but I got through a few rounds. I was on TV. I was in the top like 10 for the Danny Bonaducis. Um And then how did it happen? Did you uh, did, like get kicked off on live TV? Did uh, you cry? No, but I did throw like a little fit, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Great. I didn't cry. I... It was, I was exhausted. All this happened in like three days. It was just tons of... Yeah, like, early days of reality TV. Yeah. Not not that it's easy to do now, but so I can only imagine how hectic that would have been. It was... Uh, yeah, it was a lot. Um, my dad took me there, and he was waiting in line with me and making friends with the other dads. That's pretty sweet. It was sweet. He did a lot of that stuff. Um, I try not to delete all the positive memories since they're so overshadowed at this moment. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. That's... Uh, that is important that you don't delete all the good um, because it would be easy to erase a happy childhood. Yeah. Anyway, back in the journal. Uh, well, you said you sounded bad vocalizing at the plaid audition. Sorry. Um, but then you re- rearranged all the furniture and art dad brought to South Street. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of his uh, hand-me-downs because we had two homes for a while. Oh, yeah. This is all confusing because I haven't given the whole fucking story, but uh, we know that much that my dad was living in one place and yeah, yeah. so we had lots of doubles of things and uh-huh. stuff had collected and so I, I was the recipient of a lot of that stuff. Nice. Um, Rachel made cupcakes. It says She was Ra- a great baker. Rachel Mad Cupcakes, but I'm extrapolating. It's Rachel Maddow's drag name. <laughs> Rachel Mad Cupcakes. It's an awful drag name. <laughs> Very clunky. Yes, it is. <laughs> Um, the last day of January, bored in the morning, and emailed Allison about doing a cruise. I'm bored. Let me see if I can uproot my life for a while. Uh, wow. I've barely been there a few weeks and already I'm ready. I'm pretty sure that's the second time you've emailed someone about doing a cruise, so you kind of wanted to get back on that ship. Yeah, easier when you're young and you don't have any roots. Mm-hmm. Like Alice Merton. I love that song, No Roots. No, I don't know it. So good, you should listen to it. Can you sing me a little of it? <laughs> no. I sing you every lyric that pops into my head. I know, but I can't pick melodies out of the air like you can. Sure you can. No, I can't. You know the song. I've got no roots, but my home was never on the ground. I've got no roots, but my home It's good, right? Yeah, I'm here. This this could be a new this could be a new jam of mine. Yeah. Reminds me when we talked about uh LP. We uh, neither of us had mentioned her before. We both loved her individually, which is insane. And maybe my all-time favorite driving music. My one of my all-time favorite songs specifically is Tokyo Sunrise. Tokyo Sunrise, it's fucking good. It's that was my uh, that was my intro to LP. And Jesus Christ, I, I me mean, too. I will get chills listening to. It. I've listened to it a million times. Me I still... too. Yeah, that whole album is fabulous, though. 
I don't understand. Um, I have a friend who works in music licensing, and I was on a hike with her recently, and I asked, I was like, why is LP not as successful as, like, I feel like she has such, like, she has an amazing vibe. She has this, like, awesome, like, just lesbian vibe about her. Like, she's very now. She feels very current. Her music is excellent. But she said that uh, she was surprised that I thought she hadn't found that much uh, success because she's, like, in commercial world, her stuff gets licensed all the time. Like, she had a really hot moment where she had a big, like, national commercial, and they make mm-hmm. a ton of money from that. She's had a couple pop hits herself, but generally speaking, she just makes gobs and gobs of money by writing pop hits for people and being behind the scenes which is a great life i think how do we label success like success is not celebrity she is not a celebrity except for probably in the circles that she runs but she is circle jerks she's excellent (laughs) (laughs) well known for she's not a celebrity (laughs) except for in circle jerks yeah um okay i'm gonna finish this entry because it's the very end of january laundry Jim mm-hmm. and I have no idea what that says. M-A-O-Z? Mouse. What's mouse? Hummus. Chinese food. Hummus and falafels. Oh, really? You know, mouse, it's international. It's international, you say? <laughs> no, I've, mouse. It's a it, chain. It's a chain? Yeah, it's a falafels. An chain. international chain? Yep. It's in Amsterdam, in Barcelona, in New York, Chicago, Philly. Never once heard of mouse. M-A-O-Z? M-A-O-Z. It's delicious. M-A-O-Z, mouse. <laughs> We've really established how mouse, <laughs> mouse, mouse, mouse. Hey. Eh? <laughs> the return of Canadian share. It's the only thing she can say. Um, you got drinks with a bunch of girlfriends. It looks like, um, and you're taking care of Winslow and Fizzy slash Fiz- Fizzo slash or and slash. Okay, so I'm. There was only the one animal there. His name was Winslow. <laughs> did you rename someone's pet while they were on vacation? I actually do that quite a bit. Um, <laughs> I, I just, dogs specifically, like, scream names to me, and it's just, it's what they are. Um, I took care of a dog in New York once, my coworker's dog. His name was Ranger, and it's really hard to conjure that because I know him as Muffin. Um, <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, I called him Muffin, and... Uh, <laughs> This was in the apartment Michaela, Christian, and I were sharing. Michaela, Mick, Kick, and I were sharing in New York, and uh, so they only remember him as Muffin as well. Because I was like, "Can someone take Muffin out?" Weren't you not allowed to have pets in that apartment? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I think we were. I don't really know. I, I almost, I'm almost certain I remember you telling me you weren't allowed to have pets, but you didn't care because the management was never there. It was like, but they're gonna see you taking a dog in and out, (laughs) and it's a pet-free building. You're like, eh, it'll be fine. That's your relationship with rules. As opposed to mine, I would be stressed out to the point of not eating if I were in an apartment with a dog that I wasn't allowed to have. So it's usually dogs, but I will say there was a goldfish in college that my dear friend Amy was very, um, it was very important to her to call this goldfish Nugget. And I refused and I called it Winslow, um, which is actually the name of the dog I was taking care of at this point. No, I didn't. His name was Winston. Okay. The goldfish. I brought Winston to her um, to her recital. <laughs> what? You brought her fish to a recital. Goldfish. <laughs> you are such an asshole. What yeah. a what a stunt. She had a like a proper professional violin recital in our like prestigious music school, and I brought her goldfish in its bowl and a sign that um, I had crossed out nugget and wrote uh, Winslow's Winston? here. Winston's here to support you. Or something. That is hilarious. Did also, app- signs is not appropriate for a recital. No, either. absolutely not. Did she appreciate the stunt, or was she like, "You are an absolute"? I'm pretty crazy sure person. she like laughed on stage. Yeah, she saw. <laughs> that was such an atrocious laugh. Sorry. <laughs> I love the idea of being in like a formal <laughs> gown, like ready to like play a gorgeous etude and looking out into the crowd and seeing a fucking goldfish i used to do a lot more ridiculous shenanigans than i do now once in high school i broke into our like i'd always break into the music teacher's office there was like a office they shared and i would like anytime i had to do anything inappropriate for school i'd do it in that office um what does that mean well nothing nothing like you're like jerking off on the keyboard no 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 (laughs) for some reason we had a griddle at school once and i brought the griddle in and a couple friends and we like made pancakes instead of going to class in my teacher's office yep that's inappropriate (laughs) yeah Yeah, 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 like that. That is an asshole kid move. You, yeah. I bet your teachers loved you. Yeah, I don't know how I got away with some of that crap. 
Uh, I don't. I do less shenanigans nowadays. I miss the shenanigans. Well, get back onto it. Should I rename just, your dogs? Just don't fuck up my house. <laughs> no more shenanigans. Flips the table. Renames my dogs. Mike, I think this has gone on long enough. I think we're at the end of the journal. Is that a good stopping point? The end of the journal. Yep. Never to be seen again. Uh, yeah, that was January 31st. So we'll start in February next week. Oh, great. Uh, we'll, yeah, start fresh. February sucks. It's the worst month. <sighs> or is January. I, I love both of those because they're good months for skiing. Oh, well, I'm glad you found joy. <laughs> so what do we have to tell the people? Um, well, we heard from quite a few listeners this week uh, because mainly people fucking loved the cover of our theme song <laughs> from our friends in Australia. Yeah, that was fun. I'm so glad they did that. And I think we've got some more getting cooked up. <laughs> I think yeah, those boys in- started something. <laughs> it's inspired others to greatness. <laughs> Which I'm thrilled to see. If you got one cooking, let us see what it is. That sounded like you were talking about a hot turd. But <laughs> if- <laughs> I don't want to see that. Has anyone ever sent you a picture of a poop? Yes. Ew, really? Yeah, absolutely. Why? Um, I Just to be like, look how impressive this is? Uh, one time I had a friend send me one that made a perfect smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was in college. I had a roommate uh, that like loved poop humor, and I'm, I got more than a few pictures of his poop. Cute. Um, anyway, if you're cooking up a theme song cover, <laughs> we cannot wait to see it. Uh, last bit, merch is coming out. <gasps> merch is uh, out. Merch is out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, visit our website or check out our social media for links. You might be listening to this podcast on Black Friday, which is a great time to say, uh, we have a Black Friday sale. There's 15% off, uh, all our merchandise until December 1st. Also, if you're like me and you want to spend $120 on MBFJ merch, you get free shipping in the U.S. Sorry, international friends. And to get that 15% off, make sure you click the redeem button at the top of the mm-hmm. shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the meantime, if you want to find us, you can check us out at mybestfriendsjournal.com. That's where the merch store is. You can find us on social media at MBFJ podcast or email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. If you are a newcomer to my best friends journal, or you have been listening forever and still haven't reviewed us, <laughs> give us a little rate slash review on iTunes. It's much appreciated and helps us spread the word it does. or spread the turd as Cam's <laughs> friend would prefer. <laughs> All right, Mike, until next time, always remember... No matter how much I bitch and moan in my journal and in real life, there's always something to be grateful for. You know something I'm not grateful for? Yeah. The word toot hole. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. Don't eat turkey, Tara. (laughs) Do eat turkey. Yeah, we do what you want. (laughs) 